0: Hello, welcome back to the Alphology 2 podcast. How are you doing? Back in the in, inverted commas studio today. By studio, I mean my bedroom and my desk within my bedroom. Not on holiday anymore. Bit of a disaster last week, to be honest. The podcast, I, but I did listen to it back and actually it wasn't as big a disaster sort of on the recording as it was when I actually recorded it. So you know, maybe I got away with it. But yeah, not ideal last week, to be fair. So sorry about that. So this week I'm going to do a, like, a, like a historical episode. So I've done these before, like a few, not, not very many historical episodes. I think maybe only two previously. I think like just about things that, that actually happened rather than about things that uh, are sort of like ideas rather than actual sort of factual things. So this is, yeah, this is going to be a factual episode. I've done two before, I think. So the the, the first of these was uh, the Halloween special think it's called Celebrity Killers and it's about celebrities that have killed people either, I think they're all accidental actually, people have uh, celebrities that have negligently killed people and just gotten away with it. And then I also did one about some genuine real life stories about real life actual proper secret agents that exist in the world. Uh, so that was that was good fun. So do go back and listen to those if you want more sort of more of a historical take. But yeah, we'll be going for history, and the reason why we'll be going for history is because there were some far right protests this weekend in London, in my my home country of of England. I'm not from London, but you know I've been there, and there were these essentially Nazis, yeah, you know, people doing far right salutes. Next to a statue of Churchill. The reason why we have a statue of Churchill in London is because he helped defeat the Nazis. So the reason why they were <laughs> the reason why they were doing these Nazi salutes and they were there in the first place these far right protesters is because they were protesting the actions of the Black Lives Matter protest who pulled down a couple of statues the week before of slave traders slave traders famously unpopular with with black people to be fair and you know you don't have to be a genius to work out why so uh, yeah anyway so they thought that they were going to pull down uh, a statue of churchill because well because churchill was a racist as well it isn't controversial to say that he was you don't have to read what he said churchill was a, a racist so these far right people who love talking about the war They love British flags. They love being proud of stuff that they didn't do. They love being proud of the crimes of the British Empire. They all went to defend the Churchill statue. It ended up in a riot. People were having fights with the police. Yada, 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 yada. And it did end up with them doing Nazi salutes outside the Churchill thing. And the only reason why we like Churchill is because he defeated the Nazis and... There's obviously, there's some irony there, isn't there? Doing a Nazi salute when defending Churchill. But irony aside, basically, Churchill's a controversial figure, particularly at the moment, particularly as time goes on, because, and it's fair enough, there are two sides to Churchill. He was a war criminal. You know, he put people into concentration camps in Kenya. He believed that the white race was superior, but he's also a war hero for defeating the worst fascist regime that ever existed. Both of those things are true. <laughs> you don't have to pick one. You can you can know both of those things. Churchill was bad and he was good. I did an episode of this podcast a while back about the things that are good and things that are bad. And basically, ev- almost everybody, you can look at them and you can say, well, okay, they did some bad things, but they also did some good things. So... It isn't worth really picking the side. You can sort of understand both. Yeah, the Nazis were bad and he helped defeat them. So that's a good thing. Um, but he did some bad things to people of colour around the world. That is very bad. You, you can understand both of those things. But I do agree that potentially you shouldn't be having statues of people like that. You, you know, everyone does good about like Hitler invented the motorway. It doesn't make him a good person, but you, you can't. That doesn't mean that motorways are bad, because Hitler invented them. Hugo Boss was a Nazi thing. I love Hugo Boss. My, my aftershave's Hugo Boss. But I don't wear a Nazi uniform. Anyway, 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 anyway. You might have noticed that the title of this podcast is Why I Can't Speak Russian. So, that sounds odd, right? But I'm going to tell you now why I can't speak Russian. And why it is, in fact, Winston Churchill, who is the reason why I can't speak Russian. And how Winston Churchill, one of the things that he did over the course of his, his leadership, is prevent the UK from being usurped by Russia. And it sounds odd, right? Because the UK is not even near Russia. Unlike the USA, you don't see it on the maps, do you? On maps, you don't, because they're flat, you don't see that actually like Russia and America are right next to each other. But it looks like they're on the other side of the world, but they're not. They're like, it's like a few miles apart between Siberia and Alaska. But anyway, yeah, Russia and the UK, not close to each other at all. But there is an argument to say that, the, that Russia could have invaded the, the, the UK at some point, and that Churchill was the reason why they didn't. And I will explain to you why. So, I studied Russian history for a bit at school. Didn't do very well because I didn't try very hard at school. Um, and maybe because I'm just not that clever. I don't know. It could, could be one or the other. I never worked hard enough to find out. If I if if I was good enough to to actually do well, Uh, but Russian history, mate, it's unreal. It's unreal. The amount of people that have died in Russian history is mind boggling. I don't mean died. I mean like have been killed. The numbers, are real. Ever since Ivan the Terrible, Ivan the Terrible onwards, the number of people that have been killed in Russia is just just ridiculous. And, And the Second World War was no exception to that. And you get this thing that the British people say and Americans say it as well so British people say without Winston Churchill we'd all be speaking German and Americans say without us everybody in Britain would be speaking German uh, it's bollocks <laughs> it is total bollocks so there, there is no evidence for that at all and I, I, I'm aware I have American listeners I, I, I guess I don't know this but I, I think in America you're taught that America came in and saved the day. That the, the war was won by America, uh, but but it, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, this is I'm not. This isn't going to be a, a podcast of really bold claims. i This is really basic history. I'm going to go through here. Just very basic stuff that you can look up within like ten seconds. If if you don't agree or if you don't think any of it's true, just look it up. It'll take you ten seconds. So. The USA didn't join the war until after the conclusion of what's known in the UK as the Battle of Britain. The Battle of Britain was not fought on the ground, it was fought in the air. It was fought in the air because Hitler knew that he couldn't invade Britain without crossing the sea in boats. Germany didn't really have many boats because it, it doesn't have a big coastline, they don't have a great navy. So he knew that they couldn't, if they tried to cross the sea, their boats would get bombed by the RAF, the Royal Air Force, and those boats would sink. And therefore his invasion would fail. So he decided to try and destroy our air force. But he failed because we had superior planes and, you know, good old British pluck. So the idea that Germany could have invaded Britain was already out of the question by the time America had even bothered to enter the war. September September the 6th, 1940, I think was the, the main day of the Battle of Britain. I think that's off the top of my head. That might not be true. So a year had passed since that had happened before America got involved. So this whole you know, America saved Britain thing, that is demonstrable nonsense. So did the US win the war? No. Did the UK and therefore Churchill win the war? No. So who won the war? Russia. Russia won the war. Like, you don't have to read into it very much to see that the allies from the Western Front did next to fuck all in defeating Hitler. Yeah, they, okay, they killed some Germans on that side. But if you look at it on the other side of what was on the eastern front, the USSR versus versus Hitler, fucking hell. It's brutal. The Russians won the war. And the thing is, is that the Russians are ideological enemies of, of Nazis. So Hitler, he's a fascist. Right? Famously so. Famous fascist is Hitler. Russians... Famously, communists, Stalin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Both totalitarian regimes, but both at, we'll call it opposite ends of the spectrum. Even though you could argue that they horseshoe into into sort of the the same place. So Russia, but they consider themselves to be ideological enemies. Hitler sees Russia as the total opposite of what he wants. What he wants he he wants to destroy Russia because they are the antithesis of Nazism. And the Russians sort of feel the same. They think that the the, the, the Nazism, it relies so much on traditional values, yada yada yada. That they they, they, they want to get rid of that. They don't want traditional values, they don't want religion, they don't want individual responsibility, they want collectivism and pure collectivism, yet religionless, stateless, moneyless society. That's what they want. So the Nazis and the the USSR are completely opposed to one another but Germany looks at the USA and looks at the UK and they sort of think Hitler sort of thinks, well, they're not that bad. That Like we're we, in the UK, in the USA, we're closer aligned to Hitler than we are to Stalin. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not making a, a point with that. I just think it's true that we, we're closer to being fascist than we are to being communists. And, you can make of that what you will, but I think that's just 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 the truth. So Hitler's looking at us, he's thinking, they're not my enemy, not really, and I think he said it about the UK, that the British are not Germany's natural enemy, we don't really want to fight the Brits. So, he fights the Russians instead. <laughs> and he really wants to fight the Russians, and he really wants to beat them, he's passionate about that. So bringing it back to Churchill, how does Churchill stop us from speaking Russian? I'll really get into it. So, first of all, he gets lucky, and Churchill's Success in the war is a tale of luck. And That's not really taking anything away from it. You need luck in a, in in a world war to win it. I guess it's not all about tactical superiority. So his first bit of luck is that the UK is an island and that we have twenty one miles of sea between us and France, which means that you can't you can't cross unless it's by boat or by plane. Which means that we can defend it easier. So we weren't invaded like Belgium and Netherlands and Poland and France because we have this this body of water. That was lucky. The second time he gets lucky is the, the British, we deployed 300,000 troops to France or the Netherlands. It's called the British British Expeditionary Force, I believe. That might be World War One. now. I can't remember. Anyway, they lose to the Germans because everyone lost to the Germans at the start. Uh, they were on fire. They had this tactical blitzkrieg. Uh, it, it revolutionized warfare. I talked about the podcast the other week. It's like H.G. Wells and War of the Worlds. It's the same tactic. It's called Total War. And they just basically fucking annihilate you. Scorched Earth. And the Brits got annihilated. And we all ended up on a beach called Dunkirk. And Dunkirk is one of the most famous British military stories. And you might have seen the film. Basically what happened is all these British soldiers stuck on the beach, surrounded by Germans. And Churchill says, "Uh, well, we can't get our bigger boats to the beach. To get, to get the soldiers off. So what we need to do is send out smaller boats over to the beach. They load up onto the smaller boats. The smaller boats take them back to the bigger boats. The bigger boats take them back. So... Everybody with a boat in, in in the in the east of England was told just to get it to Dunkirk and, and it's an amazing story. British people, normal people who owned a boat, like fishermen, went over to a war zone to pick up soldiers and take them back home. It's unreal. And they did it, they managed it. 300,000 people. Anyway, they got lucky at Dunkirk because it's it, it's called the miracle of Dunkirk. That's 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 what it's known as. And it is a miracle. And the reason why it's a miracle, because the Germans could have stopped it, but they didn't. <laughs> they they, they, didn't, they, didn't execute the same number of bombing raids as they had been during the rest of Blitzkrieg. They sort of just thought that the Brits were beaten so they just, they just cut their losses and just let them go. So Hitler sort of let us escape. So Dunkirk, while it was a miracle and it was Churchill's idea to send the, the small boats over to get them and his speeches thereafter were, were brilliant and iconic it was a stroke of luck. And then afterwards, he gets lucky again. Churchill gets lucky again because instead of pushing on into, into with his invasion, had he cho- chose to invade the day after Dunkirk, had he just said, "Right, we're going to invade the UK now," uh, he would have done it immediately. But he didn't. He didn't. He, he, he took a couple of months off because it was it was summer and. The Brits were beaten anyway. Yeah, they left all their equipment on the beach at Dunkirk. So it was only soldiers that went back. No, no equipment, no guns. So he just thought, well, fuck it. You know, I'm going to go on holiday. Nice weather. I'm in France. going to go sightseeing. So that's what he did. Hitler spent two months sightseeing in France because it was hot instead of invading Britain. So the invasion was on hold. And that gave Britain enough time to prepare their air force for defence. Which they did. Which they did. <laughs> and so, basically, Churchill, one of his greatest things was getting lucky because Hitler fancied a, a holiday and because Hitler was commander-in-chief of the armed forces he was allowed to do that and and nothing happened nothing happened whilst it was he was doing that they, the, the soldiers just sat there waiting for it all to to go ahead and then Churchill gets lucky again so Germany Hitler comes back off holiday he orders Göring who's his his air force marshal to attack the British airfields he knows he can't cross the the sea without air superiority. So he needs to get rid of Britain's planes. So he does. They start bombing Britain's airfields. And what happens then is they manage it. They, they manage to destroy most of Britain's airfields in the southeast of England. But plucky British, you know, they, they just about hold on. You know, that they create new temporary airfields. They manage to get spitfires up and they shoot down a few Germans and it's just a little bit too difficult. So they stop and they start bombing towns. And it's because the Britons, we also bombed Germany. So, in retaliation, they started bombing London, and and they stopped. They got it was lucky that the Germans at the last minute, just as they were about to win, thought they were losing, and and they stopped, and they started bombing London instead, which gave us time to rebuild the air force and therefore get back into the war a little bit. But it also meant that the Hitler couldn't invade over the over the sea. So Britain at this point is completely safe, basically through two things: through the the, the, the heroism of the, the fighter pilots and through just a, a huge slice of luck that that, that Churchill w- was dealt. And then he was dealt another one. Uh, and that's that the, the Japanese decided to launch a bombing raid in Hawaii, which they did, Pearl Harbor. They they, they bombed the Americans, and they pissed the Americans off. And the, honestly, the Americans didn't give a toss about Hitler. The Americans weren't going to join the war. They just let him get on with it. Nothing for those fucking skin off their nose, is it? It's all going on in Europe. We're Americans. What goes on in Europe is not our business. Fuck it. And if, if you ever meet an American who disagrees with that, then you have to ask the question, why did it take you three years to get involved? Why did you, why did you not turn up till halfway through the war? Because they didn't care. They didn't, they didn't hate Hitler. It wasn't about fighting fascism for them. It was about them getting pissed off about Pearl Harbor. So that was lucky. You, you've now got the Americans on your side. And because Britain's still safe, you've got a place for them to land. And then he gets lucky again because Hitler invades Russia, and that was a battle. He's just never, he's just never going to win. You're, you're not going to beat Russia, right? You're just, you're just not going to, you're not going to beat them. It, it's never happened. Russia's never been successfully invaded. If you look at the Russian civil wars that they've had with each other, it's absolute fucking bloodbath. They're not, they're not even successful at fighting themselves. It's a, it's fucking lunacy. You have Nazi Germany versus Russia on the Eastern Front, and then you have got the USA in Britain planning an attack on the Western Front. So they have to launch that attack from Britain. Into France. Obviously, that, that that culminates with D-Day. D-Day was only possible because of something called Operation Mincemeat. Operation Mincemeat was where they got a homeless guy, dressed him up as a general, and chucked him out of a plane into the sea with fake plans for a D-Day. So the Germans found this 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 general, this this spy or whatever, with fake plans, and the 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 attack said it was going to happen at. Sorry, the plan said that the attack was going to happen at Calais. Which is the closest place to, to the UK and France? So the Germans didn't have a lot of resources in France at the time. They didn't have a lot of soldiers there because they were too busy fighting Russia. Put most of the soldiers they had at Calais, and only a few soldiers at Normandy, where the attack actually happened. If Operation Mint's Me, i.e., dressing that guy up as a as a soldier with with the fake plans, this dead guy, if that wouldn't have happened, if that w- then D-Day would have failed. They would have lost as soon as they landed on the beach. They didn't get lucky with with D Day. Actually, it was it was a great piece of uh, strategy. So fair play. Um, but had they not done it, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have got off the beach because as as, as like deadly and as bloody as D Day was, really, yeah. You know, like Omaha Beach. I think twenty thousand people died in Omaha Beach, which is a lot, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not taken away from, from how bloody it was but really it was just because of the geography there was only about like a couple of hundred Germans with machine guns they didn't they didn't meet a huge amount of resistance they just met a, a heavily fortified small number of, of Germans who managed to kill an awful lot of Americans um, and it, 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 was, it was fucking bloody as anything but if they would have met a proper resistance they probably would have failed, they wouldn't have got off the beach, it would have been like Gallipoli because of the way they landed in Normandy and also because there were basically no Germans in the western front Brits and the Americans had an easy ride to Berlin. That obviously it's not easy if you're one of the soldiers who was actually fighting on the front line, but as a an overall piece of military tra- strategy, it was easy. It they killed five hundred thousand Germans to get there. It sounds like a lot. Half a million people died on the German side to get to Berlin. So from D Day through to the end of the war, the Americans and the British killed five hundred thousand German soldiers. And Italians, I think. Which sounds like a lot. But when you compare it to the Russians, on the Eastern Front, the Russians killed 5 million and captured another 4 million, I think. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it was 4 and 5. But yeah, they they killed sort of 4 or 5 million Germans. So compare that to 500,000. You'll see where the Germans really lost. They lost in Russia. Just to back up those numbers... The Allies who landed in France, there were four and a half million troops at the peak in the invasion of Europe from from America and the US in nineteen forty four, four point five million, and they came up against one point nine million Germans in the same space. So they outnumbered them more than two to one. Easy enough, right? It, it wasn't a heroic victory; it was a, it was a, a crushing victory, and for, for for good reason. If you compare, that to the Eastern Front. There was three point nine million Germans on the Eastern Front, so twice as many Germans. German soldiers were committed to the Eastern Front as were the Western Front and that they fought 6.7 million Russians. So if you take your 3.9 million Germans from the Eastern Front and put them on the Western Front, you then have a situation where you've essentially got 5.8 million German soldiers against 4.5 million British and Americans. We'd have lost. It was only because they had to put everybody in the Eastern Front to preoccupy the Russians that they won. If German if the Germany wasn't at war with Russia, if they just had the USA and the UK to contend with, they'd have thrashed us. You know, Churchill and America have not a fucking to do with it, winning the war. They were just there. You know, they just happened to 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 irritate Germany on the other side while they were getting properly spanked by Russia. But as it turns out, Germany was at war with Russia. So they got caught in a sandwich. A war on two fronts. Napoleon's great rule, don't fight a war on two fronts. And they did. And and they lost, obviously. But they, they would have lost against Russia if it was only a war on one front. They wouldn't have lost against America and, and, and the UK. But as it happens, they lost against both. So they did. And the two sides, the, the Russians and the Americans, they converged and they basically met at Berlin. And that was when the war ended. When the sandwich, with, with the two pieces of bread in the sandwich, when they touched you know, when they, when they pushed the Germans back so far that you then have the two Allied armies meeting against each other. And that happened in Berlin. So that's when the war ends. That's when the war was won. So the Brits, the Americans, and the Russians, for all intents and purposes, they've won the war. Obviously, as I've argued, the Russians would have won it on their own anyway, but that isn't what happened. All three of them won it. Let's imagine that Churchill didn't get lucky, didn't manage to mobilise for the Battle of Britain, Hitler didn't go on holiday, did invade, did take over the UK. And the Germans were there. Would that have made a difference? Probably not. Probably not. The the, the Americans wouldn't have been able to get involved. They wouldn't have had had anywhere to launch D-Day from. It wouldn't have been possible. So the Americans wouldn't have been able to get involved in the war. They probably would have had their own war with Japan, and that would have been been it. So you remove the Americans from that scenario. So you then have a, a European super bloc, Created by Nazi Germany, and you have the USSR on the other side. They go to war. As I've mentioned, the Russians beat the Germans, but they don't stop in Berlin, do they? There's no way that the, that the Russians are going to spank the, the, the Nazi German army and just go, "Oh yeah, we're in Berlin. Let's let's leave it now, and we'll let the uh, the rest of Europe be free." It's not going to happen, is it? They want to create the USSR. They want it to be as big as possible. So, what would they all stop there? would they fuck? They'd have they'd have taken over the rest of Europe, including Britain. And you'd have had the rest of Europe being sort of like Latvia and Romania and the Ukraine. They'd have been these these Soviet satellite states. So Churchill's war heroism, it, it, it doesn't defeat Germany, but it does push the West's influence out to, to Berlin, which helps sets up the Cold War. And it limits the USSR without it, without him doing that, The Russians would have taken over all of Europe. America would have been able to do fuck all about it. And this podcast would be in Russian. I'd be speaking Russian right now. And that is why I can't speak Russian and why it's Churchill's fault. Because he got lucky in the Battle of Britain and that allowed the Americans to get involved, which allowed the Allies to push into Europe and stop, in a roundabout way, Russia taking over Europe. And that is why this podcast is not in Russian. Except though, this podcast wouldn't be in Russian anyway, because the British are notoriously bad at learning new languages. The likelihood of us picking it up in 80 odd years is well, it just wouldn't have happened. We'd still be speaking English anyway. Also, we'd sort of be like a satellite state, um, sort of like semi-self-governing, sort of like Romania and Czech Republic and sorry, Yugoslavia and stuff. It's like all, all those sort of places were under the ussr so maybe we would have had our own language anyway anyway the point is that churchill the uk the us did not win the war they just changed how it was won and they changed the aftermath and that is the point of the podcast you can celebrate churchill as a war hero if you so wish you should also remember that he is not necessarily the hero that you make him out to be he also has his bad Points. he is not a pure hero um, but that's fine you can you can know both of those things you can understand both of those things you can you can have a, your own perspective on those things it's the same with the british empire you can acknowledge its crimes there were some heinous crimes that they committed uh, but you can also acknowledge its contribution to to the life you have today you, you can acknowledge both of those things uh w- without being a cock and that is the sort of the point that you don't have to be a cock about um about history you can Really acknowledge the bad things in it, without without glorifying dictators. And by that same token, you can sort of celebrate the good things that 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 powers and leaders did, whilst also being understanding of the evil that they committed. It, it isn't one or the other. You can do both, because life is complicated. It's much more complicated than the the binary nature of social media would have you believe and that is it that was a very serious podcast very very informative very detail orientated um orientated that's a funny word americans don't use the word orientated they use the word oriented it's orientated it's such a better word anyway uh that'll be it next week i'm going to be back and i'm going to talk about something silly i'm thinking potentially i'm talking i'm gonna be talking next week about why you should feed cocaine to worms That's, that's something that's been on my mind um so, uh, so tune in next week and i promise you'll be back to silliness that was a proper history podcast and i don't like it we're not going to doing too many of those uh, do share this podcast with your friends if you so enjoyed it do subscribe give it a like i don't know follow whatever you're supposed to do do get in touch on social media if you if, if you so wish um thank you and goodbye i will speak to you next week